Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, Austin and I sit down and catch up about everything that we've been up to over the last month uh, with our 31 Days of Horror, Austin going back to Utah, and LA Comic Con. So we've had so much fun doing all of these specialty episodes uh, all throughout the month of October, talking about some of our favorite Halloween traditions, favorite songs, different type of festivities we attend, and, you know, of course, the 31 Days of Horror. We've been to so many incredible places all throughout Los Angeles and Hollywood, and we talked about some of our favorite experiences there as well as some some experiences that, you know, some people may say there's more to, that, you know, maybe it was a ghost. Of course, Austin and I remain complete skeptics, but they were still just kind of weird experiences. There's probably an explanation to them, as there are to most things. So we aren't going out there and being like, oh, we, we encountered a ghost, because we, we don't think that. But it was still very weird experiences. Uh, we talked a little bit about that as well. Uh, Austin just got back from Salt Lake City yesterday, visiting some family and things there. And uh, I wrapped up LA Comic Con over the weekend. It was an incredible time at LA Comic Con. I sadly only got to attend just Friday. I was planning to go back on Sunday as well uh, for some of the panels and stuff there. I had some friends on some of the panels, and I was really excited to go back. Uh, but unfortunately, I got caught up in so much traffic. I was planning to get there around noon. And it was a major sports equinox is what they were calling it because all five major sporting uh, leagues were playing on Sunday here in Los Angeles. Plus there was a marathon on top of Comic-Con. It was just a disaster downtown. And at the time I thought I was going to be going back to my place to quickly either catch the train or grab an Uber uh, down to the, uh, to the convention center. I got stuck in traffic for the Rams game and just completely destroyed the rest of my day. So it took an extra hour just to try and get out of all of that and so i'm really bummed that i missed it on sunday um but just the little bit i got to experience friday was was incredible it was such a fun time a a different experience than i've had at a lot of comic cons and i really loved being there i look forward to coming back next year because it was a really great time and hopefully i'll be able to spend all three days there next year it was it was just a great experience so I'm, i'm really impressed for it being our first time there I really loved it, and as I say later in this episode, it was a great way to wrap up our entire season of conventions uh, back home here in Los Angeles. Uh, Thank you for having us, Los Angeles Comic Con. It really was a fantastic time. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, hearing some of our stories as we film the 31 Days of Horror. Uh, Today we put up uh, the one from the Yamashiro restaurant uh, that's up in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, It's a really, really interesting story there, so it's a very famous uh, Hollywood restaurant. A lot of people still frequent it. Um, and yeah, it has a pretty dark history. So tomorrow we have a special episode we've been saving for Halloween, uh, the Hollywood Tower. So of course it's what uh, Disney's Tower of Terror is based on, the episode uh, of, of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. It's where some of those legends kind of spark from. Um, whether those stories that those are, are based on is true, there's no one to say. So it's hard to find anything backing those legends up. Uh, but there still is quite a lot of haunted history at the Hollywood Tower. Uh, so look for that tomorrow. Again, you can find that on our Instagram, at On The Mic Podcast, as well as on our YouTube page and on the website, at onthemicpodcast.com. Thank you again for all of your support throughout all of October. We'll go back to our regular one episode a week uh, starting next week. Uh, as we get into November, I can't believe it's already November next week. Really, this week. In two days, it's November 1st. That's insane. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for a lot of great episodes coming up with some fun comedians and actors and filmmakers. We have a lot of fun stuff ahead. Uh, and AFI Fest. We'll be at AFI Fest, the American Film Institute here in Los Angeles. Uh, puts on a huge film festival uh, throughout November. Um, and we'll be covering a lot of that. I'm really excited to see a lot of the films there uh, as well. So, so stay tuned for our coverage of that and so many other things to come. Thank you again for all of your support. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week. Fuzz from my mouth. I'm picking. Whoa. <laughs> this episode got off to a bang. Hey, we got to earn that explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the point if you don't if you don't flaunt it? But to be fair, you were picking fuzz from my muff. I really was. It was uh, picking white fuzz from your black muff. Yes. Well, figure that one out, people. <laughs> <laughs> Stew on that. <laughs> Welcome back to sunny LA. Yep, I'm back. Uh, I was in Salt Lake for... Well, I guess we should... I'll just say for simplicity's sake. I was gone... You are only gone for like five days. I think it was... I think it was six. It was six. Because I left on a Tuesday and got back on a Monday. 
Um, but two of those days were basically travel, so it didn't feel like vacation. So that leaves me with like four days of actually doing stuff, four and a half days. Yeah. Um, but man, Salt Lake was great. It was gorgeous. Uh, and it was the perfect fall like setting that I was hoping it would be. Because sometimes fall can be like, oh shit, it just rained or snowed or it's like a mysterious season sometimes. It's Yeah, like it's, 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 I don't know if it's, is it considered a racial term of an Indian summer? Um, is it I, considered a, a racial? A I, I don't know if it is. I think that's just what the term is called when it's a warm harvest, isn't it? I don't know. I actually, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that term in Indian. Well, if, if it's Indian, obviously we mean Native American, but I'm sure some white asshole coined the phrase, uh, Indian summer. <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to know now. But yeah, it was it was a warm it was a warmish fall for you. Yeah, well, I would say it was warm. It just wasn't. Sometimes it can be. It, you can just have really weird weather. Sometimes Utah's weather can be bipolar, you know, and you can get all four seasons in one day sometimes. And so, anyways, it was just consistently ideal fall weather where it was a little cool, just like a jacket on, and uh, but warm enough you can go walk around and everything. So Ashley and I took our dog, our Lita. And she loved it. She loved the leaves and all of the beauty. There's many times she was just, like, looking out the window all super excited. She was really good on the drive, too. She just chilled in her back seat and slept and was pretty (laughs) quiet. Would wake up every now and then and, like, look out, lay back down. So she was great. She loved it. We also got to let her run around some backyards finally, some, like, enclosed backyards. You know, like in L.A., if you have a dog... The only real way you're going to get that is, A, if they can be off-leash and you can trust them somewhere, but we can't do that with her. She's a runner. And, yeah, uh, which is how you got her. Exactly. <laughs> we somehow caught her in the midst of her running. Not not really. But um. So, yeah, it was finally nice to have, like, a, an enclosed backyard where we could just let her free. And, man, she had a ball. She's just running, running, running all over in St. George and then in Salt Lake at my grandma's house. And uh, We're still teaching her to play catch. She doesn't understand that, nor does she give a <laughs> shit about a ball. She just doesn't care. She's like, you could – I've actually thrown a ball at her face to try to get her to be interested. And she just looks at it like, huh, huh? Well, I'm going to run more. <laughs> She's a husky, so she just by nature wants to run and just do that forever. You know, she if you – were able to guide her, you know, you could have her freaking pull a sled. But, like, <laughs> as far as, like, normal dogs are like, ooh, I like these small tasks of, like, getting ball, bring it back, being obedient. You know, she's just, like, a little independent bitch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. And so she'll, like, hear you, and you know she heard you when you tell her something. Like, Arlita, sit down. And she'll just, like, you see her ears kind of react, but then she doesn't move. And I'm like, Arlita, sit. And, you know, and then she, like, again... You can see that she acknowledged it but didn't, you know, listen. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Arlita! And then I like, tap her butt. I don't even push her down. I just like two fingers on the butt and just tap it and then she'll sit down. And I'm like, you little shit. <laughs> just listen the first time. I know you heard me too. Like, it's not like you have earmuffs on. And uh, anyways. Or was, does she? Hey, maybe the ears aren't her ears, but they're the earmuffs to look like ears. And then you pick the white hairs off her muff. And then, yep, lots of muff. And <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. The, leaves, the, the picture the picture that you gorgeous. posted like behind the Capitol. Yeah, just... Memory Grove was fucking gorgeous. It was yeah. so cool. I, I, I do miss when I had my giant office window uh, that looked at the at the mountains. Because I like be, like right before I had moved here. Because uh, you the, moved in October. Yeah, I moved in just October. Just past the one year mark for you. Yes. Yeah, we're, we are a few days past the past the one year mark for me now. Does that feel weird? It it does, but the year's gone by fast. And I mean, I made a post on Facebook and Instagram, oh, like yeah, I saw. Re- reflecting on it all. And it's like it's it's been a good year, but yeah, there's still a very very long long way to go. Oh oh yes oh yes. <laughs> I mean, before you know it, it's going to be my one year anniversary. Yeah, your one year comes up in January. Uh huh. January sixth. Yes, but like as like yeah, I'd moved in October and the. The, yeah, I, I had an office window that looked out at There's the at the mountains. There's nothing and... better than fall in Utah. I mean, I would I still really want to go experience a New England fall. Yeah, I was I was about to say That's until you have fall in New York. Oh, I, I mean, like 
they're similar in that like natural beauty kind of way and you actually mm-hmm. get that super seasonal feel you know you don't get that everywhere it can be like this is fall but like this is fall in seattle or like this is fall in wherever um yeah i mean we still get some changing leaves here the leaves just fall yeah they don't even change <laughs> <laughs> they're just like but <laughs> yeah it's like, like the palm trees kind of like shed funny yeah <laughs> everything's just awkward yeah LA's it's fall, like it's LA's fall, but it's like 75, 80 degrees. We don't know what to do. <laughs> Imagine just like somebody who was doing well in Los Angeles and then they just kind of became like a beach bum and then like they just became a burnout. That's how like the palm trees are. They're like start out at the beginning of the year like, yeah, woo. And then it's like hot in the summer. And they're like, oh, fuck, man, I'm just going to chill by the water, dude. And then it's fall and they're like, fuck, <laughs> I'm just done, man. And then in the spring, they hit the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> And right back at it. <laughs> yeah. So this is the uh, first time I've experienced fall in L.A., which basically just means it's not hot as hell. Yeah. Because that's the only season. It's like. It, it's hot, hot and hell. not hot. Yeah, hot and not hot and somewhat cool. <laughs> Except this is then when the wuss factor kicks in because, like, the other morning it was 58 degrees and I was really cold. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had those mornings, and it was and it was like you you didn't see it yesterday morning since you were driving back, but it was like beyond foggy, and so it was just like foggy and cold, and I just wanted to be inside, drink some hot cocoa, some hot cocoa while I read by the fire. I yeah, I really want I want some rain. I was kind of hoping it would rain while I was in Salt Lake, just to remember wanted... what, to remember what rain is. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this foreign thing? <laughs> There's this water falling from the sky. Am I dead? <laughs> is this what life is after? <laughs> after after life, there's... Scooping some water there's weather. from a puddle on the street. <laughs> oh, blessed life resource. <laughs> and possible cholera. <laughs> Col- <laughs> mm, that was bitter, but I feel great. Can't feel my arm, but I feel great. <laughs> so, but yeah, so the few pictures you did post, it it, it oh, seemed just it, awesome. it seemed just gorgeous. It doesn't look like I'll be back there until January, so I'll get the, January. Not, you're not, oh yeah, you're not going for for Christmas. No, I'll just I'll just be there for Sunday. Have a little lit up palm tree out here. Yeah, yeah, the the, the little palm trees are fun, and are like you the go run X ninety six thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm producing X ninety six's shows again, which is fun because I'm doing it from here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm producing everything here, and then, uh, and then I'll head back to Salt Lake for uh, basically the opening weekend, and then come back to L A. Yeah, L A is not going anywhere. It's... No, I'm and luckily they're saying it should be a dry winter for Utah, so. I shouldn't have to deal with any it's snow. Been, it's been like the last few years. It's not snowed up until Christmas. And then it'll maybe snow like a week before Christmas or something like that. And then it doesn't really start dumping until like January, February. So you may still get it. I may still get it. I'm praying I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, 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 I don't could, I could continue snow. to live a snowless life. It, it, wouldn't be, <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't be any problem for Listen, me. Listen, man, the snow is part of my past. I don't live the snow life anymore. The snow life chose me. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> that, that That's direct dialogue from Game of Thrones. What are you talking about? Hey, this house up here is from last year. It is. It's, it's the house from 2017. That's the number. <laughs> wow, all of a sudden this street got bumping. It, it did. So we're, we're, we're recording up in the, uh, up in the hills. Stop. Yeah, because we, we, we had to come and record one more... Uh, one more of the 31 days of horror we'd, we'd actually recorded all of them before austin left and then one of them got screwed up and so uh yeah we had to quickly we had to quickly record it again uh, so that we could get it posted it's actually going to post today because tomorrow's halloween and we've got a special one for tomorrow and then yeah we have to get we have to get this one this one up today and then yeah it's, it's crazy that we've done 31 of these and there's so many more that could be done in Hollywood. Yeah, Te- I mean, technically, I guess we did maybe 26 because we did a couple that were downtown Pasadena, 
Yeah, well, we did, because we had uh, the Magic Castle had a three-parter, and Griffith oh, Park I guess that's true. Yeah, had yeah, a three-parter. Yeah. So, so with those, it's like it wasn't quite 31 locations. Uh, some of those stories just they're too big. They're, you got to tell the whole thing in in order for us to get it into like one minute segments. We had to chop it up. Yeah, and we so, still left out a ton in all of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Griffith Park man, that thing ran deep. Yeah. The the story of that. And Technically, we we did castle. four even with that because we did the Rancho as well. Yeah, true. Which is on the property, just on like the other side. Yeah. All yeah, it's Dona is selfish yeah which kind of scares me to say whenever i'm there but it's the truth we're, we're over in west hollywood right now so we're fine <laughs> but it's it's definitely been an adventure because there's there's so many stories that we've encountered and i think we also have reached a point i know i sent you a text the other day where i was like do you go past some of these old buildings now and you see yeah. them and you're just like what's the story here what who haunts this place <laughs> i did that today i dropped somebody off in hollywood and i was like oh look at this building because sometimes you're like, there's so much is going on right at street level, at head level. You know, like you're worrying about driving and cars cutting yeah. you off and all this crap, pedestrians walking back and forth. You don't always glance up. And so, um, yeah, you know, sometimes you sneak past some of these buildings and don't realize it. But today I was like, I saw this one, this apartment complex. It was almost like the, um, the Fido. Fido the, or, the, the Lido? Or Lido, Lido. I was like, Fido? <laughs> I was like, You've got dog on the brain. <laughs> dog. I was like, that did not sound right as soon as I said it. <laughs> yeah, and it looked just like that, but it was a different spot. And so I was like, hmm, I want to know. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I know where it's at. It's right up by Franklin. Um, I, I honestly think I know which ones you're talking about, because there's a couple right there that it's like, there's something going on there. <laughs> this whole area is just... Death and destruction. Yeah. The early days of Hollywood, like, I have such a romantic fascination with it. We kind of mentioned that before. Like, I love the old glitz and glamour and early Hollywood. But so much of it was just so bloody and terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know you've experienced uh, some some time warp, seeing a handful of streets all decorated for Tarantino's new movie, like driving past them, and you're yeah. like, what the hell, am I in the 50s all of a sudden? I, I actually need to post it, because I took a, I went down and I took a bunch of pictures um, while he was filming on Hollywood Ooh, last pictures week. pictures are leaked. So they... <laughs> it, it was really cool to watch the Pantages get changed, and... Um, Did they just change the well the pantages was still a theater then but they changed like what was on the outside and then like the deja vu strip club that's right there mm -hmm. became vixens and they did it up so it looked like a 60s strip club and then they have like a toy store there and a wig shop and it was just so rad it was so it's so cool to see it come together yeah i'm i it's just hard not to get excited for a tarantino movie like yeah. I just want to know what the hell he's going to do with that storyline, you know, because yeah. it's it is a storyline that makes me kind of wonder. I'm like, I I get the Manson murders, but like, how do you? What's the story with the, the actor and the stuntman, and you know, all the, how is it all going to tie in? And I mean, yeah, already, because this is Manson murder adjacent. Yeah, knowing knowing Tarantino and kind of his uh, fractured storytelling, you know, he does some some time leaps and uh, like where you think you're in the present, but really it's a scene that's happening later or like, you know, like something like Pulp Fiction right. or these things where you, you think you know the timeline, but really you're in a different place and all of a sudden things are clashing all at once in the climax that, of course, is always bloody as shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm really excited for that and also for that Hollywood nostalgia. I, I, I'm, I'm just worried how much I'm going to get taken out of it on some of those scenes where I'm going to be like, yeah, I was stopped at the red light right there so you guys could, like, do this. <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> Yeah, you snarled traffic all the way down Hollywood Boulevard. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of tough to watch a movie where you're like, I know all of these spots, and I was literally there when yeah. they were filming. Yeah, I I, I, I I, saw you, Mr. Pitt. I saw you from a distance. What is that voice? <laughs> I saw you, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> I don't know, but it wasn't a British accent, so no, it's a new it one was, to add to was, the repertoire. It's kind of weird. I saw you, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> Half committed. <laughs> have committed like i picture like gm of a old-time baseball team mashed up pet have i gotta 
or like like it, it, it was it was like it was like a weird Jimmy Stewart meets uh, I don't know what. Exactly, I don't know what. No, no, is he is he, is he here? Mr. Pat, Mr. Pat, what do you have I, to say about the street closures all over Hollywood? He's like, <laughs> who is this guy? Why is he here? Mr. Pat, Mr. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you dressed like? Is this an extra who came over? There? Everyone's like, I have no idea who he is. He's just he dresses up like this and tries to break into our set. Apparently, he's a 1950s boot black. <laughs> Get your shoes on here, Mister Pat. <laughs> Mister Pat. <laughs> and then you like always show up in different disguises, but always as that character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let me shoot your horse, Mister Pat. Shoot your horse right now, no, Leave me alone, please. <laughs> I'll give you money. Just leave. This might be the most I've ever talked about Brad Pitt in like one sitting. <laughs> I know. It's really, I, I was talking to my mom about this the other day, how that whole generation of actors, like how, just how much they've all chilled out on the amount of stuff they're in. Like they all do like a movie a year now. And because it started with Mark Wahlberg and we, she was just comparing me to young Mark Wahlberg. And I was like, oh yeah. She, she was talking specifically like Boogie Nights, just the, been somewhat similar to that not like in life <laughs> i just mean like actor to i was actor. gonna say austin what are you hiding from uh, us okay big news uh, <laughs> no uh just the like kind of where his career is and etc and um so uh, and then i just brought up the point that like so many of those actors they they all produce now and they'll just make stuff and make stuff happen and then they're in a movie or two every yeah. year but they really are just kind of focused on their families and doing whatever life stuff they're doing yeah, and, and it's like I want the Judd Apatow out of like, you 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 make just a bunch of fun shit, and then every so often you're in something, but you just make fun shit. <laughs> yeah, it, didn't Apatow do the the new Dick Cheney movie? Or no, who was that that's doing the new uh, Christian Bale? Oh, that was uh, isn't that Adam McKay? Oh yeah, 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 it's Adam McKay. Never mind. Which I I very much like the Adam McKay route too. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited for that movie. Because that Adam McKay was a huge reason I went to Second City. So, like, I mean, when the big short, when he won an Oscar for that, I freaked the fuck out, if you remember, because oh, yeah. it's a Second City guy getting a an Oscar getting an Oscar. For Best Picture. Was it Best Picture? Best Screenplay. Best Screenplay. Adapted, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a movie. Like, that is, that, it's easy to kind of forget how amazing that piece of film is, because it's... A topic that is so not interesting on paper. I mean, it is interesting because it was a major event, but, like, right. no one really wants to go listen to the story about the house market crashing, like, the ins and outs of it all. But he made it so fucking funny. And <laughs> yeah, he made it funny and something that's relatable and that you can learn from. Yeah, yeah, and then also incredibly tragic. But that was, that was an amazing movie and well-acted. But, yeah, that's definitely how your career is going to gonna go in that route where you're just... Writing, I, I, writing I, a whole bunch of shit. You already, the list is already building up. That's how every writer is. They're like, I have like 30 screenplays. None of them have sold. And then they have one sell. And it's a success. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, now here's everything in my arsenal that they've been wanting to film for 30 years. I also don't write a bunch of screenplays. I write, a, I, I, if anything, work on more TV scripts and specs. As far as films go, it's like I have my few that I'm chipping away at. I write treatments instead. Because very rarely is a studio going to sit down and read a fucking script. What they are going to do is listen to a pitch or a treatment and then pay you to write the script. So, so instead, I've got the ideas fleshed out. So Tim and has, he's, he's, for, he's going through a lot of treatment right now. Yes. As many people suggest that I should. <laughs> We've all been thinking it. So yeah, I, I, I develop a lot of treatments and then it's like... There, there's the few that I will start writing, uh, because there's some that like I just have the stories in my head that I'm just like these have to get out on paper and. The world needs to know. <laughs> That's exactly, it. and then I break into song too. <laughs> the world needs to know. You've been reading my, you've been reading my journals. I, I stopped at page <laughs> ten, but. That's when the pictures start. <laughs> That's why I stopped. <laughs> I don't know how we even got to this point. We were talking about the 31 Days oh, of Horror. Oh, yeah, that's why we were talking in, in the first place. So yeah. 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like, wait, how did we get onto me? Yeah. So, ba ba backtracking a little bit. But, yeah, the 31 Days of Horror. 
So it, it, it's it's always good when we get ranty like that, where we just who knows where it goes. So ranty. But out of out of all the locations we've been, do you have a favorite or a favorite story that we've encountered so far? Um, I still love the Knickerbocker story. That one, that whole hotel is just awesome. Uh, well, it's not a hotel anymore, but um, yeah, because it's now it's now a retirement home. You know, I think I think um. Oh man, what's the name of the one downtown that inspired American Horror Story? Oh, the Cecil. The Cecil. Holy shit, that place was dark. Yeah, that was cool. I really want to go inside. Actually, if we didn't, if we had more time that day, we, I'd love to have. Well, it's closed off. We we couldn't have gone inside. Oh, it's just an empty. Yeah. It's an empty spot. Because they're re they're trying to rebrand because it just continues to get so much negative attention. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's even cooler. Yeah, so like, yeah, the Cecil's one of my one of my favorites. The Knickerbocker, which we we just put up in the Knickerbocker yesterday. That one, that one has always been one of our. That, that's one that we actually went into to try and get information a couple of years ago, and it just had we were creeped out and we were shooed out just immediately. Like, you can't be in here. You can't take pictures. What are you doing, nah, Mister Bit? And, and then it was you. <laughs> it was Talking me behind the counter. Tim just turned, looked into a mirror, and started asking himself questions and <laughs> responded accordingly. But yeah, like that that one's that one's always cool. The Roosevelt's always fun. Like I yeah. I love the Roosevelt. I, yeah, same. I think uh, I mean Suicide Bridge is always somber. And that was somber. our first time there. We've always wanted to go there, and so it was kind of cool to be able to to go there. But it also carried a very heavy feeling with it because it's like even as we walk up to it, and they have like the uh, the the uh, suicide prevention hotline and everything that's listed there. With extra fencing built around the original fence, because they they need it. Yeah, because people still have continued people to kill themselves there. Off this bridge all the time, and so they had to put up higher fences and put suicide hotline numbers at the entrances. <laughs> That's how bad it is, um, which is really sad to hear. Yeah, I mean it's it was definitely very somber to kind of walk over that bridge and. To experience everything, everything there. Well, one thing that you pointed out that was really interesting is the connecting dot between a lot of these. Oh yeah, yeah. So Tim's, uh, you know, been writing all these out and through reading a gazillion fucking stories. <laughs> a gazillion is the right amount. Yeah, it's squared. <laughs> um, and so there's a, a inter. Interlying is that a would that be a yeah there there was there was a common thread that so the very first one we did was the Black Dahlia House, and we talked about the doctor that lived there, uh, Doctor Hodel, and his son uh, Stephen Hodel uh, was also he was a former L.A. Uh, forensics and homicide detective um, who wrote a book later and talked about how he was pretty sure he was completely positive that his dad was the Black Dahlia killer. But then you go through some of these other, like, unsolved crimes and stuff, and he's always the investigator on those unsolved crimes. And this guy had all this knowledge of things like the Black Dahlia, and just so and many. Also, uh, the, the... Man, there's so many of these places we visited. They're all... All the names are flopping around in my head. But what's the other hotel we visited downstairs? Or downstairs. downstairs. <laughs> the... the um, the Millennium Biltmore. Yeah, and that was a place where he he investigated one of the one of the tragedies there, right? Yeah, he he was and one of the investigators also there. One of the places that Black Dahlia is uh-huh. is seen. Yeah, she didn't die there, of course. Yeah, um, it was the last place that she was seen before she was abducted and killed. So that's just really interesting to see that a place that he was involved with is a place where she is seen, and he's also saying that his dad is the you know, murder. Yeah. Uh, Which his dad was always the lead suspect in it, but it, it but definitely it makes you wonder if there, if it was a, a partnership, right. which just, that'd be so sickening. Which of course, I mean, there's no evidence that points to that. No, we don't no, want no. to allege that Stephen Hodel was the actual killer or anything. It's just a really interesting, like, wow, this guy wasn't in, involved with so many of these, like very, but at the same time, he was an LA forensics and homicide detective. So he would be there. For no, was, a lot of this. Yeah. Again, yeah, we're not like... We're saying that that's what happened, but it's just very coincidental yeah. and interesting and strange. Yeah, it, it was really strange when I kept coming across his name 
and it was usually on unsolved ones. That's the thing that made made it really weird to me, that it was on unsolved ones. Another cool one was the Avalon. I really liked the Avalon. Uh, oh yeah, the Avalon was a cool one because it was. There were a handful that would just pop up on my radar. That one was like both cool and a little creepy. It was like this. It was so funny when we filmed it. There was a whole bunch of flapper girls and guys. Yeah, they were having like a 1920s night or something like that. That's what it was known for. Is this 1920s, you know, uh, prohibition era type of. It was one of those movements where, or movements, moments where we had to, uh, to go up there and be like, you, you see the flapper girls too, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that was like as we were recording. It was a wedding, and their theme must have been you know 1920s because the guys were all in like the dapper sort of, uh, I guess well, I don't know what you'd call that. Just the, da- da- the dapper 20s, works, yeah, da- da- dapper, dapper 20s, dapper 20s style clothing. So they were all taking pictures, like, like gangster 20s kind of. Yeah, yeah. And to keep in true gangster Hollywood fashion, they were all gunned down after the party. Yeah, we watched them all die. That's probably not a joke I should be making right now. So I. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Uh, yeah. That was a. It was a mob joke. It was a 1920s it was a, it was a mob, mob joke with no correlation to today's events. Uh, yeah, so don't get upset about that. That was a mob joke because that happened. Because the mob is a joke, and should also be left out. <laughs> God damn, we just keep digging this ditch digger. Ditch, ditch digger. Ditch bigger. Wow. Did, ditch digger <laughs> sounds like the like the spinoff version of Boogie Nights. Ditch digger. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a, a porn st- a male porn star name. <laughs> also, just in case anyone misheard, that was a D. <laughs> I don't want that to be confused. Wow, oh, man, this went horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the hole was dug and it just keep I'll just kept jump in getting. D- uh, uh, yeah, we're 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 losing it. We're 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 losing this more and more. Oh man, all these places. I just <laughs> feel like there's something inside me that's telling me the, the voices in my head. We, we did have one set of creepy experiences, though, throughout this. Now, keep in mind, Austin and I are both skeptics with a lot of this. We like the stories. We love exploring these things, but we are still skeptics. This, this is, it's folklore, you know. The, the events, I I'm, I'm don't deny things happen and there's supernatural anything. I, who am I to say there's not? I've had a, encounters or experiences in my life where it's things that I can't explain, but that doesn't mean it can't be explained right. i just am not sure you know there's so many factors and, and the three we had happen there's probably an explanation behind them it was sure. just weird in the circumstances that they happened and it was one of the days we we decided just to walk up hollywood boulevard basically uh from my place kind of in east hollywood and back down because there were so many just along hollywood boulevard and one of them that we stopped at was uh was the warner pacific theater and we we're going along, we're doing the thing, and a leaf falls. Now, it wasn't so much the leaf falling that was weird, but as the leaf fell, all of a sudden it felt like there was a kind of like a hand just like distinctively touching your shoulder. Yeah, it hit me on the shoulder, and it was, and then I, because I turned my head, and I thought somebody had tapped me on the shoulder, and then I saw this leaf kind of like bounce off my arm and fall on the ground. I was like, oh, that was weird. Then I... Yeah, I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought it was the leaf. Hit yeah, me. and and you mentioned it to me too, and yeah, we didn't really think anything of it. And so yeah, you have this feeling that like like somebody had touched you, which a leaf would not have made that feeling. You've, we've all been hit by a leaf. Yeah, you know, there's a feeling. It's so light, and you can usually only feel like a point of the leaf if it kind of like pokes into you or like hits you. You know, that's the stuff you you remember feeling. But it was like the leaf hit me, but it felt exactly like a like a finger on the shoulder, yeah. like a like a little tap tap, you know. Yeah, um, which is a more distinctive feeling than a leaf. That's, that's why I turned my head. I feel it was just a leaf falling on me. Like you don't really right. ever think of it. It just bounces off you and falls on the ground. So that was just weird. Not saying, yeah. oh man, a ghost touched my shoulder. But then we went up to the Chinese theater, and we're doing our spill and everything. And the second I mentioned the name of the ghost that allegedly haunts the theater. This random jazz music just blares. I mean, they could have played any music. They could have played any current music today, which would be incredibly likely. Yeah. But instead, it. But it's also not unlikely to play some jazz music, considering right. the nostalgia of Hollywood and everything. So it, it does make sense, but it was just super 
coincidental again. Yeah, again, but it was, as I said, his name, it blared, and we stopped for a second, and then it went away. And that's what was really fucking weird. And so we, we were like, all right, that was weird. Again, not really putting anything together. And then we get over across the street to the Roosevelt. We start film, we start filming. <laughs> I don't know what that was. We start filming inside, and we we start noticing like some weird type of lights in the camera. And of course, you know, just like any of those. Well, no, no, it was this was like my camera. Yeah. Because we've been recording on Tim's and using my phone to read, and so uh, I was like, I just wanted to take some pictures and some videos, and. Um, Honestly, just for myself. And uh, I was also thinking of maybe using one of the videos if we couldn't snag it for the Dying in L.A. thing. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, while we're here, I'll just record some videos. And then um, I noticed that right under this chandelier light fixture, it's not really chandelier. It's just like three fake candles, but to look like an old-time chandelier of, right, right. of you know, torchlight almost. And... Uh, so, but right directly below the three lights were three green lights in the exact same formation as the lights. And they all stayed, you know, symmetrical and uh, the same distance from each other. And as I moved the camera, they moved like with the lights. So, of course, I'm like, this has got to just be like a glare or something, like some weird, I don't know. Something, yeah, just something, something reflecting off the lens or, yeah, or something. It was just odd. And, but that never happens. If you go film any light, no other light just pops up so i was like that's weird so i wiped my camera off put it back up the exact same thing and i was like what in the hell and i'm like there's no mirror behind me it's not like i'm seeing this light reflect off this right. i don't know some weird smoke and mirrors kind of thing so i was like huh all right so then i i was like tim come look at this and so then tim comes and looks at that and then he's like that's weird and so then i, I think it was you they were like pointed over there at that one and it's the exact same light fixture just on the wall behind us Turn and nothing. And then there's nothing with those lights. But it's the exact same thing. And then I point it down the hall just a little bit. And then there's three more lights that pop up. All, But the, all the lights, like... They, it wasn't so much down the hall. The, the next one that you did was the upper mezzanine. Well, there was there was one down by the hall. Like when, when oh, we were oh the that's right. That's right, yeah. Because we were just looking around at this point, And lights popped up right there. And all of the lights move together as if they're all one unit. Right. They all moved wherever we saw them. They all moved like that. But then they would go away as soon as I moved away from that area. It was so weird. It was like this body heat, you know, temperature thing where you're like, you see something in this area, but it's cool over in this area. That kind of effect. But it was just like these little green lights. And so, yeah. And then I point, point my camera up at the mezzanine area. And again... The lights, but this time they didn't match the lighting fixture up there. Right, and there was only two of them. And they were also only in the spaces that where you you would be able to see like people standing. You know, like it wasn't like there was a light on the wall or some light on the ceiling. Some like really. It was like above random. the railing. It was like right above the railing, and then they were also separated by the the little pillar or whatever that was up yeah. there in the other little gap area that you would be able to see people. So it was just, like, so strange that they would be in those exact spots. And then we, of course, point it down into just, like, the open lobby area, and there was a few throughout there. But, you know, no matter how we moved the camera and how we looked at it, it had nothing to do with, like, the light fixtures and some glare. It was just that we would see them in certain spots and not in certain other spots. And then we, I even did it outside, and there was nothing outside. Right. There was nothing with my camera. It was just the, like... the last place that you tried it was the mirror, mm-hmm. and we got it in the mirror as well. And that's when it started to dawn on me that the particular areas we were focusing on, when we could see them, were areas that we were actually talking about. Um, some of the ghosts that haunt the Roosevelt. So on the upper mezzanine, there's a piano player that that plays up there. That's one of the people that allegedly haunts the Roosevelt. So uh, within the mirror is one of the places that Marilyn Monroe is, is supposedly seen. And so it was it was kind of crazy to be able to, uh, to, to look at that. And again, being skeptics and just saying, you know, we don't know what this is. 
but it's weird. It's really, really weird. And that's when we started kind of looking at, oh, well, like the last three stops we've had, we've had something weird on every single one of those. And it was like, as we're talking about Sam Warner is when something weird happened at the Warner Pacific Theater. As we're talking about Fritz the Ghost, that's when something weird happened at uh, the Chinese Theater. And then as we're talking about the people that haunt the Roosevelt is where we're seeing these lights. <laughs> that was an odd day. I will say that I still am not like these were all ghost encounters. I just think that it's really strange and very coincidental that they yeah. happened where they did at the times that they did. <laughs> yeah. And again, there's probably an explanation behind every single one of them. But yeah, it was just it was just very, very strange that that's what we encountered on that on that particular day. Yeah. So but overall, the videos were a shitload of work and just driving around and time consuming. Yes. They're very fun, though, and really I've, so many locations that I never would have encountered had we not done it. Yeah, and ho- hopefully One everybody... Them, like, the, the silent theater, you know? Like, oh, I yeah. drive past that, drove past it today, and I was like, oh, there's a silent theater. But I didn't ever know that was even there before. Yeah, and, and hopefully everybody's enjoyed them, because, yeah, they were a ton of work and very time-consuming. Even though they were just a minute for each day, there was still a lot of work that went into that little teeny minute. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully everybody's enjoyed those and and been able to learn something or just had some fun leading up to Halloween. So I, I, th- I think it's a fun way to it's do it. just to set the tone, get, get everybody in the right spirit. And if you haven't watched all of them, you could literally go on our Instagram or the YouTube page and watch all of them in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. It's a little half-hour bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, it it makes it it makes it nice and nice and easy, and yeah, it's something to be able to get you into the into the Halloween spirit. So it's 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 definitely been a, a fun little learning experience and a little adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that we hardly left Hollywood. We we thought that we were going to have to go to some like further away places. Oh, we got to drive down to Newport or Yeah, we thought we had to go down to Long Beach to do the Queen Mary, which would have been cool but very very time consuming and then we start realizing no, oh, there's this place here and this and there were just so many that just kept popping up along Hollywood and yeah, we hardly left Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's shocking how much history is here and not all of it is good. Yeah. So uh, one last thing to uh, to touch on aside from that, uh, you know, we mentioned you were in Utah uh, during that time, which, oh, by the way, I did find out Indian summer uh, is frowned upon. So it's something that they are looking to change the meaning of. Way to go, of. you dick. <laughs> what, so, is, so, what is it exactly? Just a warm... Yeah, kind of a warm... It shouldn't be? It, it's, like, a, it's a warmer fall when the Native Americans would tend to harvest... Um, but then there's also uh, some racial terms in there, oh. and one of the things that I had found out. So, yeah, uh, don't say Indian summer. It's a. Uh, but the, what it is is, I guess, yeah, you could say a warmer harvest. fall, warmer harvest is, is is typically, typically what it what it is. I saw some of the terms people were looking at was late summer, because uh, I, I guess it's a common term that's that meteorologists meteorologists have used it for years. That's how I would have always heard it. Oh. And yeah, I guess it is something that they're saying. Ah, it's really not politically correct. It's actually kind of kind of racist. So, yeah, we we learned something today. Hey, brought to you by brought to you by racism. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but this weekend, uh, I was over at Los Angeles Comic Con, and I was going to try and do an entire separate episode from Los Angeles Comic Con, uh, but it just didn't quite work out the way I had intended because uh, I was there Friday. And um, went to set up one interview with Tommy Wiseau, and uh, he was not having it. <laughs> he, really? He, I Have mean, you had it set up? No, I, 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 w- I went up to talk with him and talked to him for a few minutes. And this is the second time I've talked to him about being on the podcast. And he's always wearing glasses pretty much, so you can never really see his eyes. <laughs> But they aren't the nicest glasses, so you know you know sometimes people's sunglasses you can kind of see through and see their eyes. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw the look of fear in his eyes, and I've known that he does not like doing interviews and things like that. And like Vanilla made a good point. She's like, it's probably because he's not the strongest speaker. 
that he may feel self-conscious about it. Yeah. And it was weird because I asked him and he immediately got standoffish and was just like, oh, who, who are you with? Like, he, he, wanted to, he wanted to make sure he understood, like, what network or outlet I was with. And I explained to him what on the mic was and, and everything. And then he just kind of mumbled some stuff and, like, brushed me off to talk to somebody else. <laughs> like, he, he was just like, oh, yeah, talk, talk to these guys. They maybe set something up. And they were, his other people that were with him were just slammed. And so I was like, I'm not going to bug them right now. And I was just going to go back on Sunday um, to get some other interviews. Cause met a few people there with some different comic books and stuff. There's a lot of great vendors. And I really, one huge thing I have to say with LA Comic-Con that I thought was just fucking rad is a lot of the times when we go to these conventions, when there are multiple days, they have panels going on and everything all at the same time. LA Comic-Con did not. The first day, the floor opens up. And they have the main stage actually in the con- main convention floor. Oh. So you don't have to leave for like some of the really big things. So like Tenacious D was the big guest for Friday night. But they didn't really have anything going. They had a few little things happening on the main stage leading up to Tenacious D. But they kept it so everybody was just in like with the Artist Alley and the comic books and all the vendors. And I thought that was really cool that the first day there are no distractions it gets everybody in there to see the artists to see you know a lot of these clothing lines and stuff that are locally made and there were just a lot of cool things that that was actually different from um you know some of the regular vendors that we see there was a lot of new vendors that that i hadn't seen yet and some stuff that i'm pretty excited about that that i gotta check out it's cool i mean yeah i was out of town for this one so i wasn't able to make it um but I know you sent me that picture that they have a, an actual horror section. Yeah, yeah. They had a whole horror section that was really cool. One of the uh, new clothing lines that I'm very excited about. Uh, th- that they're actually, uh, they're, they're from Riverside. And they are they're kind of music center trying to, uh, to bring some uh, different music back to, uh, music education back to Southern California. And hopefully I'll, the guy that created it hopefully will be coming on the podcast because I thought he was really intriguing to talk to. And, you know, he showed him stuff and the clothing's made incredible. Um, so we, we will get them on. I am not using their name right now because I want to make sure that everything That's is proper. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a clothing line I was very happy with. And I really like what they stood for. So there, there are some that should be coming back. But, yeah, there were some just really great comic book vendors and artists there and a lot of new stuff that, that we had not seen at past conventions this year. And I thought it was very fitting that, you know, out of all the conventions we've done this year, that, you know, we got to gotta wrap things up in Los Angeles right at home. Um, but, yeah, I, I was going to go back on Sunday and get a bunch of interviews, but it ended up not working out because with the World Series here, it created what they were calling the L.A. Sports Equinox <laughs> because – all five major leagues were playing that day yeah because NBA, you had yeah you had the nba mlb, MLB NA, nfl nhl and mls la equinox that's so funny and it was a clusterfuck and i ended up getting stuck in the rams traffic oh. and you get stuck over there at usc and man yeah god help you Plus, there was a marathon. There was the Rock and Roll Marathon that of was downtown. Of course there is. On the same day. Yeah. Like, I swear, L.A., like, plans their stuff to all happen on one day or, like, a week or something. Where it's all yeah. in this small, confined amount of time, and you're just like, why? Why? Yeah, Never it was. Never will I go out during, an L- during the L.A. Marathon. <laughs> Never again. That yeah, was the worst it, 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 thing I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah, the L.A. Marathon's a fucking disaster. That was. I mean, I'm sure it's, like, way fun to go do. But to just be out doing your normal day-to-day stuff on that day, forget about it. I don't even believe it's a fun thing to do. You cannot convince me running 26 miles is fun. Maybe it's not fun, but at least you feel like you did something. You ran for 26 miles. <laughs> yeah, and your heart's in good good health. I'll stick to just running small amounts of miles. Yeah, I, I mean, I like running. More jogging, but... Yeah. I, 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 despite what it may look like, running and jogging run is something I enjoy. You don't have to run all the miles. You can just speed walk, jog, you know. I, I've wanted to train for a marathon, but no part of the logic in my brain 
we'll we'll handle it. I, I have a feeling it's I'd run the first. You just got to go from A to B. See, I, I I get that point, but part of me is just like, but. But why? It's but the why. but why? Like I I enjoy running. I enjoy because jogging. You can say that you ran twenty six miles. How many people can say they've done it? Too many. Well, <laughs> I mean, like have you have big, you driven around Utah and seen the back of people's like windows? There are many. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but even though that's a, that's many, there's way more that haven't, you know. Yeah. So the the one the like one sticker though. Pride in your, for a hobby, something yeah. to do. The the one sticker I don't get is the half marathon sticker, the thirteen point one. When the twenty six point two sticker exists, the thirteen point one is not a bragging sticker. It it becomes the, and half of it. <laughs> when you got it's wearing a second place trophy on your like I, I get that it's still a big accomplishment but when there's a hold off on the sticker until yeah. you get the big one yeah until you get the big one it's just silly to me to put up a 13.1 again something i will never do probably <laughs> i'll do it i, I kind of want to do one i want to do the disney ones those are the ones i want to do just because i want the cool medals what what are the what do they give Oh, they give like rad, rad medals, like just for completing it, or like you have to place. No, just for completing it. Oh, so my lazy ass like will Mickey walk Mouse? a half like of a it. Mickey Mouse uh, medal. They they vary. Like there's multiple ones, so like you can get one that has like the castle. Uh, some of my friends have done like the Avengers themed ones, where they've gotten like Thanos, and, like the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, and like the Avengers logo, and just like all sorts of rad ones that they have through there. So yeah, they're they're pretty rad. I, I've been wanting to do some of those. One one of my friends just uh, barely did the so one you, in Paris. You want to do a marathon just as long as there's the right uh, right. Yeah, you give me the right incentive and all. An Ironman medal and all of a sudden that's kind of yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then Tim's on board. Well, I also get to run through Disneyland. I mean, is that all it is? You just run through Disneyland? It, it's no. It, it there, there's a course, but it does go through part of Disneyland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just hop on the Indiana Jones ride for a little bit. Yeah. They're like your time seems to be really slow, and you were like, in first. And I was in line. <laughs> Listen, man, the line for Space Mountain was short. <laughs> Why are you wet? Well, I also rode pirates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have like one of those big old turkey legs yeah. <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I will, I will eventually do one of those. As much as much as I mock it, I'll eventually get around to. To doing one of those, I, I think I think you'll those feel would be accomplished. fun. Accomplished, you'll feel good, even though it sounds like shit, and it for, probably will be. I just picture myself getting a few miles into it and being like, "Why? Why am I running this far? Why? Why am I doing this?" That's that's when you need to say, "All right, inner Ravenclaw, put the logic aside and just go do something because you're passionate about it." And that means donating money to children with cancer like getting a medal with a Groot on it whatever else you want <laughs> I love how you said that getting a medal with a Groot on it with the Groot because <laughs> I saw the children donating children with cancer didn't really do it for you so <laughs> I need to dumb this down to <laughs> a medal with Groot I, 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 need, I need to make this about a little tree <laughs> <laughs> a little fictional tree it just says, I am Groot. <laughs> that would be something to motivate you to do it. I, I thought about a Halloween costume for tomorrow as I was going to dress up as Gwyneth Paltrow, but as a tree, and go as I am Goop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I'm. Who are you? Gwyneth Paltrow. Just, I think it would just be funny to just be her. I would just keep saying, no, I, I would stay in character, though. I'd just go, I am Goop. <laughs> That sounds like you. Yeah. You, you would have to do it that way. It wouldn't work any other way. <laughs> you do that, Tim. You do that. So. You goop uh, I'll, I'll goop them. But, uh, yeah, and, and now, now, that, now that this is kind of winding down all this craziness, too, of October, um, you're going to kind of be stepping aside uh, and gear, gearing into your art and, and more acting just yeah. to... Uh, this month, this, granted, has this year been is, fucking crazy. This month has been just wild. We will never do this again. 
so fuck you for not appreciating the two <laughs> podcasts a week and the 31 days of horror. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. Learned a lot of stuff and uh, was definitely active. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes in L.A. things can be like what you might picture to be an hour turns into three hours real quick. And you're like, where'd the day go? Oh, no. And uh, I've just been noticing that my like productivity and my artwork is like come to a, almost a screeching halt for all of like the end of September into like the first half of October. I was like, man, I'm not I'm not working on enough stuff. Like I don't have any new stuff coming out. Um, and I was also getting ready to do my art show, which I'll be doing another one in December. The same company invited me to do another end of the year art show. Oh, nice. So I'll be doing another one then and then selling in a gallery in the arts district in February. So I got to just keep crunching it out and getting more stuff on my Etsy shop. Um, are, you public, are you posting this tomorrow? Uh, today. Today? Okay. Well, I have two more days left on my Etsy shop. You can get a print for 15 bucks. That includes shipping. So... That's a sale I got going on. Typically, twenty bucks for a print of uh, any of my drawings, or you can get them in a puzzle, Ooh. which has been a big hit. People really dig in the puzzles. They're really nice too. Yeah. They're they're made really well. Yeah, they're they're incredibly nice. And all the links to those, I know I've posted it on on the Mike page. It's on your art page. It's on your Twitter page. Yeah. So it's on your Instagram. I'll be uh, I'll be adding some new stuff to the Etsy shop by the end of the year as well. I'm gonna be offering more stuff that's exclusive f- from me that has like my artistic spin on it, but it'll be more than just prints and stuff yeah. with my uh, artwork on it per se. So I got some cool stuff coming. I'm d- I'm determined to get that up to up to uh, being more of a, a realistic um, income for me, so I can spend more time. Uh, Working on my right. acting stuff, you know, that's really the goal with my artwork is to be my, become my in-between acting job job. Yeah. So, so you you won't be on here as much probably not probably not until the holidays really is when you'll probably end of year jump back on to do our Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the annual Christmas and New Year's episode, and I I have some other guests that'll be that'll be coming up, and and I'm sure Austin will pop in here and there, but. Most likely, you, you won't hear a Austin. Little less of me. You won't hear Austin until until around Christmas time. Jingle bells. Jingle. So we can have our little <laughs> Christmas drinks this year. Yeah, the, the Christmas drink can return, and maybe, we'll talk Christmas later. For now, get your creepy on. Well, that's all year for oh. you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Oh, he's oh. hyperventilating. Oh. No, that's just Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh. Yeah. I'm very. I wonder if he'd ever did say that. Just, <laughs> I'm Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a hairy man. Also a gift to this earth. Johnny, you got to get hairier if you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hairy guy and everything. I don't I don't know how often Johnny really listens to this, but I hope that he listens to this episode just so that he can hear that just randomly, us telling him he needs to get hairier. <laughs> more hair, more hair. <laughs> that, that's, one of your, that's one of your thrift shop Thursday characters there, Johnny. You got you to get hairier. The hairy man. Yeah, and, and for, for those of you that have heard Johnny Byrne on, on here, uh, follow him on, on Instagram so you can see his thrift shop Thursdays there. They're so fun. They're, they're... Every Thursday is a, a good day for me because Johnny Byrne's got his new videos coming out. Yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty great. So Johnny goes to a thrift shop, finds a costume, and creates a character from that, uh, from that costume. Genius idea. I applaud you, Johnny. He literally applauded. Look at that. Is it applause or you're, you're standing too, standing ovation, which is weird, because we're just here, sitting, sitting. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed 31 days of horror. Try it again. Yeah, that's right. Let's try that again. Hope you guys enjoyed 31 days of horror. Hoop, hoop, hoop. It's reached that point. Thank you. That's what he's trying to say. I'm trying to say thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Pat. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Pat, Mr. Pat. <laughs> so, and I will see you guys next week with some uh, with some special guests. And I will, of course, while Austin's away, keep you updated on anything that he's doing. And uh, uh, make sure that any links are available so you can buy stuff on uh, on your Etsy. Woohoo! Thank you for the support. Or if you just want to look at the artwork, just follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm posting all my art pictures. 
at Austin Grant Art. Really original. Southern barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's where that went, I but uh, it just kind of happened, like everything. All right. Well, uh, since we've been sitting in the shadow well, of the uh, Yamashiro yeah, and it's I, haunted I and it's creepy, pee, so. you always have to pee. I know. You 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 have the bladder of a Yorkie. It's it's true. The Yorkie just passed us, and I was like, I feel you, man. <laughs> cool. We'll see you next week. Bye.